0: This is Just a Thought, episode 28. I won't let you do that. Hey everybody, still fighting sickness over here, but it's alright. We've had good cuddle time and lots of good reading time and I have been reading little women with my daughters while we've been sick. And I just love, if you've read Little Women, you know Marmee, the mom on it. We got to the part where she talks about her anger issues she's had in life with her daughter, Jo. And it's so beautiful. And it just reminds me about our topic today. So let's get into it. I have a story for you. My daughters took a jujitsu class a while ago. Hey, hey, I said it. (laughs) I've been trying to say that word so many times they took a jujitsu class so I sat close enough that I could watch them and hear what they were being taught and one of the things that stood out to me was what to do if they saw someone being bullied or hurt by another person they were taught to stand between anyone hurting another verbally or physically and say stop I won't let you do that and wow that phrase is so powerful There's so much intention in it. It acknowledges another's agency, as well as stating an important boundary. Recently, I remembered when my girls were about two and four and we were living under a terrible sleep routine. We would be out all day long and we would come home late. And I was secretly hoping to wear them out, but I was also wearing myself out and overstimulating them. We would have a late dinner, and then with any energy I could muster, I'd chase them around to try and get them cleaned up and changed and brushed for bedtime. But I was already running on fumes. I was empty and depleted, and I was already snappy. So bedtime was a time of tears. I would get angry and yell and threaten, and they would laugh and run around and jump and yell, and (laughs) they had a blast. And I would get angrier and angrier and more and more miserable and it would end differently depending on the night. Sometimes they would both just end up in my bed with my husband and I, and other times I would end up in one of their beds. But either outcome was frustrating to my husband and I because we needed alone time and time together. And about that time, I was watching the show Super Nanny, and on a couple of episodes, she told the parents that they weren't showing up the way they needed to as parents. They were letting their kids be in charge. She explained they needed a routine, a nap time or a quiet time, and a bedtime, even for kids who are older. And it needed to be before they all got tired and worn out. Also, they needed to be firm and consistent about bedtime. We all need quiet and rest. They needed to do it at the same time each day and use the same routine to calm, soothe, and prepare the child for bed. When it was time, the parents needed to be firm. They were to put their child or children in bed and simply explained that it was bedtime. They had gone to the bathroom, drank water, had cuddles and kisses, and now it was time for bed. They were going to leave the room and the child was to stay in bed. Then they were instructed to leave the room. If and when the child got out of bed, they would simply pick the child up or take them by the hand and put them back in bed as calmly and firmly as possible. And of course, the child would think it was a game at first. (laughs) And some kids would continue to get out of bed for hours. But if the parents didn't talk or yell or give in, the child would eventually concede. The parents just needed a strong, firm momentum. Have you ever thought about the energy you bring? The momentum? She who has the stronger energy will suck up those with the weaker energy. So when we show up to parent, we need a strong, firm foundation and energy Anger is a strong energy, which is why we get sucked into it so often, but calm can be a stronger energy when intentionally used. The only reason our children do things we don't want is because they can, but if they continue to do those things, it's because we're letting them. We might have a lot of excuses, but ultimately our children need discipline, and if we're not giving it, their behavior is on us, but that's okay. Because we can show up now. We have the upper hand as their bigger, stronger, and hopefully calm authority figures. We can choose to say in our head, or even out loud, I won't let you do that. But do it calmly. If you can't be calm, put yourself on a timeout until you can be. Your face can be calm. Your voice can be calm. Your body can be calm. Annoyance comes because of our thoughts. So if we can use thought work or breathing to get to a healthy, calm place, then we have the higher ground. When we don't feel calm, it's usually due to two things. Either we're not meeting our own needs. We need food or sleep or water or a bathroom break or just a break. (laughs) Or we need to play or laugh or be heard. The second reason we might not feel calm is we might be feeling triggered by something in our past that we need to process. If something's going on with your children, they're fighting or something like this and you start to lose your cool, you know, separate your children if they're endangering themselves or each other. Maybe put everyone in separate places for some calm, alone or quiet time. And then get to work. Don't mindlessly scroll on your phone. Don't read a book. Pull out your journal and do a thought download. Fill the emotions in your body. Recognize them and name them and determine what messages your feelings are trying to bring to you. And breathe. Breathe in eight seconds. Hold it for eight seconds. Breathe out for eight seconds. Do that eight times. You'll find yourself in a more calm, present state. At this point, you can determine if there's anything you need to do to meet yours or your children's needs so you can be calm. When we're calm, then we're able to parent. So I tried this myself. My husband and I would do our bedtime routine with our girls, and then we put them in bed, and they got out. And we put them back in bed. (laughs) I want to mention, Super Nanny also directs parents not to talk after the third time. Not even with your eyes and your face. (laughs) You're just going to lead them back to bed. I like to look at it like a game. If you try enough times, you're going to win. And for me, it's actually nicer to decide that I don't need to talk Because actions are much louder than words and it's easier for me to be calm when I'm silent. (laughs) So we did it. And they got out and we put them back. And eventually they stayed in bed. And I share this with you because bedtime is one of my favorite parts of the day now. And it has been for years since we implemented the stay in bed rule. I love bedtime because my, my children open up at bedtime. They want to talk about important things. And they want to hear stories. And it's just a beautiful ending to every day, no matter what happened in the day. It gets to end with love and cuddles and understanding. Mm. The thing is, is usually people can do whatever they're doing, which is the problem. But by saying, I won't let you, we're setting a clear intention to what we will or won't allow around us. And if we take ourselves seriously, then we've taken the hardest step. If we're talking about a little child and they're doing something they're not supposed to, we say, I won't let you do that. And then you don't let them. You get off your bottom, (laughs) you go pick them up, and don't let them. Don't let them do it. It can be as simple as gently pushing my daughter's hand away and saying, I won't let you do that. When she used to grab my breasts as a little toddler. Just setting a boundary. Nope, this is my space. My body. I won't let you do that. Or when my other daughter would pinch me, I could gently hold her hand and say, I won't let you do that. Saying it gently and firmly as many times as I needed to until she stops. As we're firm and consistent, they will stop. But if we start to lose our calm before they stop, we can get up and leave. We can say, I need alone time for 10 minutes or... I need to leave for 10 minutes because I won't let you touch me and you keep trying to. So when I take a time out, I like to pull out my black journal and write everything I'm feeling and thinking. And after that, things are a lot less emotional. Parents, we can show up calm and prepared. Often we know what our kids are going to do before it happens. We know what to expect, but somehow we still feel hopeless and scared that Nothing we'll do will change them. Our children are supposed to disobey sometimes. They're supposed to push against the boundaries. They only want to see that we mean what we say. So stick with your routine. Stick with your boundaries. Have your own back. And whether they choose to obey you or not, decide right away what you will and won't allow. And then, when they push the boundary, let them know, I won't let you do that as a calm and confident mom or dad. This is Christina Stead. I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and a disciple of Jesus Christ. He loves you, he loves me, and he loves us. This is a podcast for parents willing to change their mind and change their lives. And this is just a thought.